0: Hello and welcome to LedgerCast. I'm Brian, here with Josh. What's up, Josh?
1: You got me as I was taking a swig of water. What's up, Brian?
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm doing well. I'm happy to be here with you today. It's a very ape-worthy day. Been doing all kinds of crazy stuff, having fun. You can also have fun by trading on matcha, at least when the fees go down a bit. It's easier, but until then, you can do limit orders and let someone else pay for the gas or use their OTC tab, which makes things a little better as well. Go to ledgerstatus.com slash matcha to check it out and see if you can uh, trade on chain. It's the best way to do it. It curates everything that you need directly on matcha. It doesn't matter if it's on sushi or Uniswap or whatever else. Of course, you can also interact directly with Polygon, and BSC, and more alternate chains. Soon, thanks to Matcha for getting our partners. Letter says dot com slash Matcha. Seriously, it's the best way to trade on chain. Josh, ETH is burning.
1: Yeah, what are we gonna talk about first? We got Uni stuff. We got bull stuff. We got ETH burning. A bunch of alts popping off. Solana, obviously, people want to hear about that. Um, yeah, Solana at
0: like one forty five overnight and that poor that poor guy that beefed with sam i think solana was three dollars when sam did that epic tweet and now like his whole feed is just solana people (laughs) like his just mentions coin mamba giving him a hard time which is wrong like it's so mean like everybody says stuff and gets into it or whatever else and um but man the way that one played out three dollars to one hundred and forty five dollars and like three dollars was pretty expensive in my mind for solana at the time and geez Louise, it's just beasting
1: yeah how things have reacted after this uh w triple bottom whatever you want to call it this has been interesting. Some things obviously much stronger than others. Um, FTT, Solana, SAM coins doing extremely well.
0: That last touch was right on the 200 day moving average as well. And like I was looking at those really closely, it gave me some confidence in the market to be in and stay in or whatever else. But the degree to which some stuff just bounced and was just like a no brainer follow the technicals, ignore everything else, buy and hold on for dear life. No pullbacks was incredible. Like what's that multiple off the bottom there for Solana?
1: So five X to the red line. Um, currently it is, is this working? Yeah. Five hundred percent off the bottom. Yeah. So twenty two
0: to one forty. This was the two hundred day tap. July twenty first. So I mean <laughs> you turn off log, it's it gets pretty incredible. Um, Because, like, this move back here was already pretty incredible, right? Like, I just, it's unbelievable.
1: Well, this, there's a lot of money floating around. Nobody knows what to do with it. All sorts of stuff is moving. All the ETH people are filthy rich now. And uh, there's just a massive wealth effect and repricing on stuff that has a snowball's chance in hell at actually doing something.
0: Wait, um, you mean, like, the layer ones and stuff, or...?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Why don't you think they have a chance of doing something?
1: I said they have a snowball's chance in hell. That's a, a small chance.
0: But why? Right?
1: <laughs> what do you mean why?
0: Like you don't you don't think that uh, stuff will occur on blockchains, like like application layer stuff?
1: I think all of this stuff pricing the way it's pricing is not pricing potential. It's just pricing what people think it should be worth currently based on ETH's success. That's what I think. Well,
0: there's a lot of activity on ETH, but there's a lot of activity moving to these chains and stuff as well. Like
1: Right, because of ETH. Because Right, because ETH is expensive. Yeah.
0: So like isn't that why they're repricing? Because there's a lot of activity that people obviously want to participate in and therefore it's moving to these places?
1: Right, it's it's spilling over into other stuff. People are saying, "Oh, this is expensive. This doesn't work whatever." this is a thing. AVAX is a thing. Matic is a thing. ADA is a thing. Right? Yeah. Um, I
0: think these are very different scales of things. Right? Like, I think there's a lot of development activity on some of them and a lot of not, like, you know, a lot of uh, uh, unimpressive activity on others. Like, ADA smart contracts haven't gone live yet, as an example. Like, that one makes no sense. And ADA is the biggest of all of them. So, as a as a relative trade, like I'd be happy to stay long Solana relative to ADA as as an example. Um and I think that Avalanche and Matic and Arbitrum are like very good layer two scalability alternatives to Ethereum, which obviously people want to use Ethereum. Like you can't even use open seas website right now because it's so crazy with nft stuff and that's only with a couple hundred thousand users now those users have way more money but what about when all the other users come you know like what 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 if the number of people playing around in nfts doesn't have to be the high dollar nfts it can be the cheap nfts that are related to a game they like um they come on and they can't use it like all that activity is going to go to layer two scalability stuff right like that's got to be pretty bullish for those networks, in my mind. What do you think?
1: Anything that isn't ETH is a hedge against ETH failing. <laughs> so Solana's well, success...
0: Wait, wait, wait. Why is it like a success-fail type of... Because ETH
1: is, ETH is the de facto winner. They have most of the activity. The problem is they just can't scale right now. So if ETH can scale...
0: But why would, it kill, like, why would that kill ETH?
1: Well, look at ETH's dominance. You can't deny ETH's dominance. Everybody else is just playing catch up to the, at this point, right?
0: I just think that these can work well together. Like the ETH can um, ETH can be the primary settlement layer. I mean, this is a similar argument to like Bitcoin and Lightning. Like, if Digibyte is faster than Bitcoin, does that is that bad for Bitcoin? You know, like I don't. I think it's it's a very similar argument to scaling Bitcoin.
1: I think all these networks have deep fundamental flaws that people don't understand. Uh, centralization being prime example, which none of this stuff matters right now because it's a bull market. Um, which is another thing I've said before. I want to see all this go through a bear market, like an actual, not just like a six month or a three month bear market, but like an actual bear market. Cause then you figure out which emperor doesn't have any clothes.
0: Yeah. But uh while it's trending why do we care about that like if we're just in, if we're in for the trade
1: as an analyst who pays attention to fundamentals and technicals I care about that as a guy sitting on a deserted island I could care less right
0: yeah but, but. We've, we've talked a lot about being the guy deserted on this deserted. <laughs> being the guy sitting on a deserted island like that's our primary viewpoint isn't it like that's the that's our preferred place to be
1: yeah and Solana's doing well in that in that viewpoint through that lens like I'm, certainly. Not, I'm
0: not saying Solana is like an entry here but like I said on the relative trade to like ADA I think it may be but when I look at ethereum like ethereum looks incredibly strong from a deserted island price action perspective. now it might be at a local top, right like if it's going to consolidate you could imagine a trip back to 2500 and still be like really really bullish. So that's a large, that's a large move down and to still be bullish. But if it goes into price exploration here, you just skip all that and you just hop on the train and ride it to 6,000.
1: Yeah. I'm on your side. (laughs) What's your, but I I guess I don't know what the argument is against my whole thing is everything's doing well right now because so people have so much money and everything looks great. Prices are going up. Cool. Awesome. Let it all go to infinity. There's going to be some that do better than others all the hype is going to be equally important to, to price because nothing really matters beyond price. Um, so like ADA getting smart contracts, right. To me, I could, and you, like most people that are paying attention are like, no, this is obviously just Charlotte and snake oil. It doesn't really matter. But to the people who aren't paying attention and don't really care, like they're the ones who are going to move the price anyway. So it doesn't matter, you know? Um, so, my whole thing is fundamentals obviously matter more in a bear market than in a bull market. yeah, just trade this based on technicals it's going to go wherever it's going to go, but I wouldn't say like, "Oh, price is doing x y z that means the coin has a future like no, that's not how it works you
0: don't think uh blockchain based applications have a future on especially e v m compatible stuff like Ethereum Ethereum layer two sidechain, whatever you want to call it, something that's more scalable than ETH layer one.
1: I think everything um, has a, a potential for a future. Uh, is it worth the price it's worth? Probably not, but it isn't about that right now. Everything that's doing well is doing well off the back of ETH doing it first, like ICOs, DEXs, NFTs. It's all of the, this. we talked about this a million times. It's all the same stuff over and over and over and over again. Nobody's really innovating anything. You know, um, what do you mean? Uh, Stablecoins. Stablecoins is another example. Like everybody's trying to get USDC or Tether on their chain to just give it like an additional use case beyond pure speculation.
0: So you don't think there's any innovation happening on like smart contract layers?
1: As far as what? Stuff that ETH hasn't done already or isn't doing already?
0: Well, there's some stuff that you can't do on ETH. Like auto-compounding is a good example. I stake... Uh, curve like wrapped curve via convex so like convex curve is wrapped curve so I end up earning the rewards of v-curve which is like the four-year vested curve Um, ideally I would just have that auto compound on convex's website but because it's so expensive on eth layer one they don't automate that and I can't really do that so if I say have a thousand dollars worth of yield which is a lot um, then I want to uh, take it. I want to uh, capture the yield, and then I want to uh, restake it and essentially compound that. So now I'm getting interest on the initial plus the initial plus the interest, yada yada, to keep rolling it over. But as I stay invested, that auto compounding is basically only available on alternative but EVM compatible chains right now. So like Because because of fees. Yeah, because it's like twenty cents per transaction instead of twenty dollars per transaction or two hundred dollars per transaction.
1: And right. So that's so it's it's Ethereum's game to lose, right? Like that has to go to but layer two or it goes to
0: another chain. That's innovation that's innovation on layer two, but it's still those layer twos the best like the developers are still using the same framework that layer one uses. So it's like the i feel like the moat stays in effect and like the the money ends up still kind of denominating in the underlying in the ethereum portion and i don't think it's bull i don't think it's bearish for ethereum for avalanche or matic or arbitrum to succeed
1: i don't think it's bearish for ethereum but it's bearish for all those other chains if he does everything they do you know easier better faster like the interoperability on uh, ETH is just so high compared to everything else right now.
0: In the ETH landscape, I'll, but anything EVM compatible yeah. qualifies for that. So I do agree with you. The challenge, like for a Solana, is to um, like the challenge for Solana would be it's not EVM compatible yet. They're apparently going to have a layer of that, but they now have to essentially incentivize developers. So they're having all these. Um, Hackathons and incentive programs to essentially get developers building ground-up applications in Rust, um, because that's what is going to be compatible with Solana. If they succeed at that, then it could be huge, right? Because then they're kind of they they can make their own arguments for like why it's better or whatever, or create like a new ecosystem similar to EVM but not EVM that is like very Solana-centric. So like that's that's potentially. A thr- Both a threat and a weakness, depending on who wins, if you will, or it could end up being like Apple like Mac versus Windows or something like that, you know
1: yeah, there's definitely gonna be always different strokes for different folks. I get that, but um you know
0: I just don't i think just it, i don't think it's like a net um what do you call that like, i don't
1: I wouldn't see everything succeeding together now as a fundamental force rather than just a price wealth effect technical force that's that's my argument yeah like this stuff is all right place right time yeah like it existed the
0: money just flows everywhere right right i get i get that and i agree with that and i do think that you find out more about fundamentals in the bear markets and like what holds up better and all that um what's interesting is almost all of these have enough money to essentially develop forever (laughs) so like Losing would take a very, very long time and really only be evident via users never showing up, right? But they can build empty cathedrals till kingdom come, most of them, because they have billions and billions of dollars.
1: Yeah. And the other issue is how did we go from, like, Satoshi and decentralization to CZ, Vitalik, Sam, like, these centralized figureheads, um... Like that, how do people, how do more people not have an issue with that? Maybe it's like the OG guys who have an issue with that, but like people are like, Sam coins are the best. Great. Like, again, I like Sam, FTX, cool, whatever. But um, I think eventually that's going to come around to to bite the coins themselves more than anything. But we'll see.
0: I do think the the, um, centralization is a problem across many it's different depending on which ones right so like yeah bsc centralization is very problematic in my opinion it's just very few people in charge they have lots of relationships to Binance. and it's not even that much more scalable than eth layer one so like i wouldn't put all my money on bsc um scalability on solana or avalanche i think are a little better because they're more like node driven so there's a lot of independent nodes that run together and do their thing and it's um from a governance perspective, there may be figureheads like, Emin, whatever his name is at Avalanche or, uh, Solana, you know, Solana founders. Um, they may have a, too large of a voice, but like from a network security perspective, I'm not very worried. Like I would put, I think I would put all my money on either one and not feel too worried about it.
1: Yeah, that's fine.
0: So those are, those are two uh, different things, right? Like I, I might be worried about this centralization, in a governance sense and we can move this over to uniswap like uniswap i just look
1: at i just look at all this stuff it's so incestuous it's the same vcs it's the same people at the top it's the same uh barry silberts right it's the same charles hoskinson's it's the same thing over and over and over again and it's just like okay it's enough it's enough like this is not what we signed up for most of us anyway um when we got into this thing like Doge is a great example, like Elon Musk, right? Like, it's just like, it. it's just not, I don't know. I can make money in trading this stuff. Great. But I'm not going to feel, feel like it's uh, the future if that's where we're headed.
0: So what do you want to see in the future of blockchain technology?
1: Uh, decentralization figureheads who are meaningless. Um, no, no person in charge. Do you think, I mean, you Fluffy- go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, isn't Fluffy Pony still in, in jail, technically? Yeah, which is obscene. Which is messed up. Um, it's just the this, this single point of failure thing, and people are relying on uh, one person to do everything. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I want. I can trade it, and, but it doesn't mean I'm going to be happy about it.
0: Do you think there's a smart contract platform anywhere that's fulfilling any of that from a decentralization perspective?
1: I think ETH is trying to get there, but again, with ETH, all of these smart contracts have a person at the head of them, like Andre or um, the Uniswap guy. I forget his name. Hayden. Hayden. Um, and they'll go and they'll pump projects, you know, inadvertently or on purpose, whatever. Um, just like 3AC does. You know, it's the same. It's just the same thing. Different, different person, different flavor, different coin. I don't know this discussions gotten very dark the- and sad and depressing
0: yeah well i mean i think it's worthwhile to keep people you keep your head on straight right like know what you're here for and know what you're co- accomplishing right so like my goal number 1 is to have like financial freedom out of crypto my goal number 2 is to support um self-custody is a big part of what i think i support like i think centralization or decentralization is important and uh, definitely um the decentralization as a process thing i think is worthy to be skeptical of <laughs> like does it truly happen well over time or not um but like it depends on what your goal is i think that um i think that there are benefits to blockchain relative stuff like decentralized finance is better than uh, the what we are given as customers of traditional banking so like if that's all I win then that's fine I agree I would rather win more right? like for the user uh, right. or for decentralization or for self custody or self sovereignty or whatever you want to call it uh, so like it's far from perfect and I don't like the like i I don't love the fact that like some vc gets something for like five cents and then it's trading at five hundred dollars a year later (laughs) and like that's where it lists on coinbase for the average joe i wish there was a lot more like fair launch type stuff totally agree i can agree with all of that and then also be like very excited about what is going on because there's still a ton of opportunity for average people and like for someone to turn their thousand dollars into a hundred thousand dollars or something over the course of a year um I think that's uniquely enabled by the crypto ecosystem. And yes, the speculation going on in it. But that's what we do. We are speculators. Yeah. So I don't want to just ignore it because it's like it doesn't 100% align with my like uh, what I would like to see in terms of the evolution of crypto. Because thing number one is secure the bag for myself, my family, etc., Thing number two is try to have a good impact while you're here you know
1: yeah 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 yeah. i think it's it's just as long as people have like a true north and realize not to like get all the dirty stuff on them and you know make it make it a tattoo instead of just washing it away <laughs> uh cuban said in the chat come for the money stay for the revolution i
0: think that's pretty good yeah uh, yeah, yeah, yeah so why don't we leave our theoreticals behind. Well, one
1: last or? thing when we're talking about this, might as well talk about uni and uh, yeah, yeah, the but... DeFi regulations. Um, I think that's going to be a massive issue for DeFi. It's, it's problematic for us based DeFi anything. Um, they're going to come after them saying they're not a licensed exchange. They're not doing KYC. They're going to pay a fine. They're going to try to implement this stuff, I guess. Like, I don't, I don't know. What's your opinion on what what the end game well, is here.
0: I think that they said that they're investigating, but like they're not filing charges or doing anything. I think the, in, the entities that uh, matter probably are learning a lot by going after Ripple and realizing that Ripple has like infinite bandwidth to fight them. And you know, who has even more infinite bandwidth to fight the SEC is Uniswap. Like they have billions of dollars. Um, and I, Like, it's not even reflected in the price, the news. Like, they're under investigation. Like, everybody saw this coming. There was news of subpoenas um, moving around to all the, like, DeFi entities, American DeFi entities, uh, close to the bottom. And the market kind of shrugged it off. And today, it's acting like it's just nothing. Uh, So, until they come in and say, like, hey, this is illegal. You are arrested. Or, like, we are charging people with something, that kind of thing. Like, I... Think it's a nothing burger until then. I think there's going to be a long investigative process to figure out what's what, maybe create some parameters for new regulations, um, rule sets for uh, American entities to, to do. So, like, we'll start, I could imagine, like, see geofencing and log in accounts and like some of that type of stuff start to occur for how American based DEXs are supposed to perform. Um, and it's going to be interesting, but like, I think the U S is probably screwing itself with some of this to say, like, we're investigating it, not we're working with these people to figure out how to like encourage new technology while also following American laws, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I agree. hundred percent. Um, I think it's going to mess up things. It's going to shake up things big time. Um, in when it happens, you know, whatever Whatever they do, I think it's going to have effects across the ecosystem. Geo fencing, geo is definitely going to happen. Serum, Serum so. already has that, right? And DYDX certainly does. Uh, yeah, the ones that are like providing products
0: that already aren't allowed when they're de- when they're centralized. So if it's like a derivatives product, then they're just you know not allowing it in a decentralized manner either. Um, so they have geo fencing and stuff for that type of stuff. But like regular swapping is not geo-fenced, you know, yeah. and we could get to a point where that's something that they require.
1: I don't know the market's shrugging it off right now. Um, do you think people will rotate out of, um, uni TVL or uni AMM Dex stuff into sushi or the others? Yeah. Or- I think it's
0: similar to like what happened when Poloniex did KYC and everybody went to Binance or whatever, you know? Um, I think we'll see similar. Like people will go to where they can still do the same thing with liquidity and without the same checks, right? If you don't have to submit your driver's license to, to trade on Uniswap, then you won't want to do that. Um, well, to me,
1: OpenSea is the next uh, ripe fruit for picking if you're Gary Gensler at the SEC or whatever. Um,
0: I think it depends how you look at it. Like are there securities being traded on OpenSea or are there collectibles and what what's what, what matters? I don't know but yeah long road ahead in terms of regulation if you're a lawyer getting into crypto you're going to be busy for the next 20 years so like it'd be a great place to have a career as a lawyer
1: yeah definitely things are going to get very messy just when you see a lot of money changing hands you know the billions in volume on opensea that people take notice of that for sure regulators especially
0: yeah so, Ski Bum asked, "Why do people actually care about KYC?" And I think he means users. Uh, yeah, he does. So, the reason people care about it, and I think um, Maddie from um, what's that podcast called, "The uh, Tales from the Crypt"? Um, those guys have really good insights on like how KYC tends to be more damaging to users than what it's supposedly trying to protect from. So like, like a lot of things where somebody has an inherent permission or information that they're given and they're not good stewards of that information or it, you know, like it, it's like something gets hacked and then like your is out there in the world because you forced them to take your information. Um, And it's just not, it's not very good for like the person that values their privacy and their personal sovereignty or those types of things. Now, I've submitted KYC documents to pretty much every American (laughs) exchange there is because I just want access to products, right? I want access to all the trading products I can get access to. And I just assume all my information is out there in front of the bad guys. So, I don't know. What do you think about that, Josh?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's going to cause volumes to go down. um, But that's just like a natural effect. I agree. It's probably more harmful than anything, but it allows people to get away with silly things like uh, money laundering and stuff like that. Um, it exists for a reason, but it's doesn't mean it's going to be good for crypto if it's implemented, yeah. certainly.
0: So why don't we start with uh, just pure technicals. We can go to Bitcoin and then uh, Ethereum and then ETH BTC. Bitcoin's $50,000 today, uh, right on the underside of all-time high uh, consolidation before it broke down. Um <laughs> What do you think? Do you think all-time highs are inevitable here? It's above the 200-day moving average. I'm sure from a cloud perspective it's starting to break out as well, if I had to guess. Um, Bitcoin looks pretty good to me. It doesn't mean it can't go... (laughs) It could go back to 38 and still look good, right? But it just makes all these very attractive dip buys now um, in my mind, but it could just shoot straight to all-time highs. seems like every time I want consolidation, I don't get it. So,
1: what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's hard to be bearish when even though alts moving is generally bearish, I think it's fine if uh, there's rotations and they're not like, you know, Doge isn't collapsing, for example, even though it's down. AVEX was down, but it's not collapsing. Solano's down. It's at all-time highs again, but um, there's definitely rotations going on and catch-up trades going on. Bullish um, rotations, yeah. Bullish, bullish, yeah. So ETH, ETH moved after everything else, um, and then BTC's moving after ETH. So, rising tide raises all boats. Definitely, I would like to see more volume on BTC. Trend looks fine. Daily cloud says, you know, this thing is way above the averages on the daily, but on the twelve-hour, even forty-four, I still think dips are for buying, highs are for adding. Just <laughs> it's everything's just so bullish right now, just right? <laughs> And it's not even, it's not even, yeah, exactly. It's not even bullish to me in like a euphoric way. It's just like it's just the slow inevitability. Of, of bullishness
0: yeah uh cms holdings was saying yesterday that funding's gotten pretty intense so it could be one of those things where you know dips for a bit consolidates whatever takes gets gets some people bearish whatever that takes i don't know
1: i mean bitcoin bitcoin was so bullish in a, in a sideways manner that it couldn't even break down from a rising wedge like it, this should have broken down but it didn't like nobody cared to sell it apparently yeah um nope. so yeah well, game on. T- it's
0: two things right People don't care to sell it. They're already holding it. And people that aren't holding it see it showing potential that it might um, go heavier and they essentially roll back to majors, right? So, like as that rotation happens, you have this wealth effect where new money comes in and maybe that new money is going to NFTs or other chains. And then slowly those profits roll back into ETH or BTC or whatever. And it's like this force buyer effect on the most impactful. Portion of the market, which is you need BTC to not collapse, so that other markets don't collapse. But if it looks like it's about to break up, people start to rotate back to it, and it's you know self reinforcing.
1: Yeah, we, I think we saw that with NFTs and ETH too. Uh, ETH started to move up, and NFTs like started, <laughs> started dropping, uh, which is the JPEGs super, were not a store value. No, it was super funny. People were like, "Oh, this isn't a new paradigm. What do you mean? <laughs> I thought this was going to go up forever." Uh, That's why it feels to me like people are pricing them. People are pricing NFTs in USD Mm -hmm. um, more than anything. But but if ETH is appreciating, the NFT price is also appreciating. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean it makes the prices seem even more absurd, right? Like you say, okay, well this is uh, sold for ten ETH and. 2018, and it's like, okay, look at that. In 2018, ETH was $200. So so now it's trying to, there's somebody trying to sell it, not for 10 ETH, but for, say, uh, 100 ETH. And ETH has gone from $200 to $4,000. Well, that's a big difference in price um, on an NFT. And you're seeing a lot of that. So, yeah,
1: crazy. The amount of money being just. Changing hands on NFTs is just absolutely nuts. And notional value, right? Yeah, like the in dollar the,
0: amount, yeah.
1: In ETH value, look, I try not to look at them. <laughs> ETH value, not that much, but notional, oh Jesus. Um, and as far as like Q4 highs, end of the year highs, uh, I like 109 for BTC, 110, whatever. This will move up slowly. This is the five or the sorry, the two year MA in the bottom, and then five times that on the top
0: yeah if we break all time highs we're just gonna run fibs right like that's the, yeah that's the layman's way to do this so
1: why don't we draw some so, so that's 110 on that on fibs it's um 86 and then whatever the 2618 is i think solana's at like the 4618 120 is the 2618 so long, it.
0: is it the 4618
1: now i'd have to i'll double check it but oh man that this would be, is just that
0: would be scary
1: all right, it's just past the 2618. It depends, it depends how you measure this. I always take the most recent all-time high and local low, but...
0: Yeah, that's basically what I like to do as well. Um, I want to look at them for BTC, though. The 4618 is always the most fun thing for me to analyze because that's in these crypto markets that obviously get pretty ripe. Um, It seems like... Almost always, like where these things rush to, like the Ave five hundred dollar high was a four six one eight. So in Bitcoin, if you go from the high at sixty four eight to the low at twenty nine or whatever it went to, um, interesting. Right back at the point six one eight right this moment. <laughs> I love that man. ETH just did that as well. Um, and then the first target I always go for is a one point six one eight, which would be eighty seven thousand dollars for Bitcoin and then the 4618 is 193,000. If we make new all-time highs this year, I think that like literally anything in that is the potential target. Um, Ethereum, I've had this up for quite a while because I was essentially looking for the same thing. Um, It consolidated under its 0.618, just like Bitcoin's doing right now. When it broke out, just rushed up in a few candles, I think, Ethereum's probably going to make new all-time highs before it consolidates more, but I could be wrong. It's points. It's 1.618 is 6K. Um, if you recall, Josh, you and I went and visited our friends at the RECT podcast at December 31st. My targets for Bitcoin and ETH for the year were 66 and 6K. <laughs> uh, so if this stops here uh, on the year and Bitcoin does not make new all-time highs, then I would actually end up right on my... like on my annual prediction even though I didn't understand what that path would be I actually find it unlikely I think uh, if ETH makes new all-time highs Bitcoin would find a way to make new all-time highs this year as well um, but if we go slow that's possible like I, th- I could imagine if we go slow for the rest of the, for this next quarter then uh, it, it would be possible for Ethereum to outperform Bitcoin Bitcoin managed not to make new all-time highs while ETH does what do you think?
1: I don't see Q4 being not extremely bullish for everything. Um yeah, just blow off, t-
0: blow off tops on everything and trap everybody on taxes
1: next year. Seems perfect. Yeah, Q4 is going to be bullish. Q1 is going to be devastating uh, for taxes reasons, for DeFi, KYC, whatever regulatory reasons um, I legit probably coming. Q I, I legit think Q1 is going to be
0: devastating. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I am um, yeah. planning to exit all crypto markets between uh, November and January 30th, is kind of the frame I'll give. But I will be protecting myself considerably before December or before January 1st.
1: I think whatever you do, whoever you are, have a strategy, write it down, have some reasoning, some rationale. Um, that way, you know, when your portfolio is at an all time high on December 15th, uh, you're able to actually take action and preserve some of that. So, anyway um yeah so q4 is usually extremely bullish uh eth has never outperformed btc in q4 so will this be the quarter i don't know also september is usually a garbage month so it's interesting that we're doing so well in september so far
0: yeah i saw somebody say september is for stables and i was like oof please sir
1: so (laughs) i've seen the september data for btc i haven't seen it for alts um That'd be something to look into, but I, remember I haven't it. seen it. I, mean,
0: I remember it pretty clearly for 2017 because I was like just getting into crypto, Twitter, and like really exploring down the rabbit hole of understanding alt and BTC rotations. Having gotten in crypto in April or May by September, I was like starting to learn, and um, BTC dominance went up a lot in the kind of September to November time frame both in 2017 and for what it's worth in 2020. Um so I that I do think maybe we're seeing some euphoria on like Solana, for example, and maybe we uh
1: Really? See, Solana maybe, euphoria? Nah, come on. Maybe we uh maybe we were too bit oh the chart is hilarious i think when
0: you think of it like this it's kind of crazy so someone who just bought let's say at that three dollar level although like people had lots of time to buy solana at under two dollars under one dollar um some of these vcs their cost basis is literally pennies so every time solana goes up let's say three dollars some of these people are making multiples of their original investment so like any average daily now a 3% Three percent move is providing them multiples on their initial investment. So when you consider it in that format, yes, it could be potentially
1: some euphoria.
0: Like, yeah, I mean this this thing on the BTC
1: <laughs> pair is just <laughs> like incredible. I like,
0: I like to think I did pretty well this year so far, except for I would have done much better just buying Solana and never touching it. Right?
1: Yeah. That's why the throwing darts on a board approach is reasonable in crypto because you just don't know, right? The losers will usually never outweigh the winners because the winners are just so good. 500%, 10,000%. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. So yeah, Solano still looks good to me. Do I think it's probably a good idea to rotate out of it if you're in it? Uh, yeah, I do. But, you know, that, that, uh, this thing could definitely keep going on the USD pair anyway. I don't know about the BTC pair, but um, the USD pair looks like it wants whatever the 618s are, whatever the, the MA multiplier is.
0: So it's not quite to the 4.618. That would be $189, no. dollars, depending yeah, on so that,
1: where you went. That work. matches the half your MA multiplier.
0: Ooh, if you go to the exact wick, the like the high to the capitulation low in May, um, the 4.618 is 200 even. There's, that's the target that here clip this like Sol- look at that volume on FTX too Solana is going to two hundred dollars and at two hundred dollars you should sell everything you own there
1: <laughs> it's just the other thing people I think don't realize it's a probability game like what are the odds this thing can have another 2x versus other, something else having a 2x before it right what are the odds of volume keeps increasing? what are the odds of momentum on RSI keeps increasing you 're already seeing a massive bearative form here on RSI
0: yeah I mean I would have said like and by the way, going to two hundred that does not necessarily mean the relative trade's not already done right like yeah I, I agree t- I talked about um, I talked about how I, th- I thought Solana was bottoming back here on May eleventh uh, it, it did it consolidated but i didn 't buy the breakout or anything with size. I, do, I have had some Solana exposure. We'll talk about that another day. Um, I think the relative trade could have already topped while it also goes to 200. So, like, Solana 200 ETH 6K could occur. Um, that would be basically very little change on the relative pair, um, as an example. So, that's my Solana
1: 200 ETH 6K. Yes, I could see that. Just a thought. Yeah. What's the sole ETH chart even look like?
0: That's what I've got on screen right now.
1: Oh, my bad. Um, I had it covered up.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think it's like I I look at ETH BTC half for uh, all year and I'm bullish ETH BTC. So for if I'm looking at something else, I wanna know like what's coin versus ETH. Because if I can stack ETH, I'm bullish ETH versus BTC. I'm bullish BTC versus the dollar so I'm like triple leveraging on spot
1: I mean look at this nonsense right this is LTC BTC this is a beautiful inverted head and shoulders breaking out today <laughs>
0: you know yeah but I'm not there's no chance I'm touching Litecoin
1: I I hate Look, man we're on the deserted island remember <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm
1: just I'm just not doing it um, I get it I hear you but damn that looks good it does
0: i will give you affirmation it looks good (laughs) i'm not buying it um you know you could also talk about like tezos has uh had a bit of a run here and it might have bottomed relative to ethereum um it had like one turbo candle relative to ethereum on the weekly um so maybe tezos is just a perfect retest here but like do i want to own tezos not really um, it recaptured important levels. Maybe it'll go in a price expiration. I don't know. Versus BTC, it looks like it's breaking out of
1: a long-term accumulation range, like on the weekly. See, so you're putting on a fundamental hat. It's funny how you and I put on fundamental hats in very different ways. Um, like, I would never want to own Tezos over ETH. I 100% agree with you, but if there's a like a multi-month, multi-year bold div on this, yeah, why not, right? Like you don't need much more technical evidence than that.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's fair. I just don't. I. <laughs> it's just not for me.
1: Yeah. I can understand that. We've had that conversation hey, today.
0: <laughs> <There> we, <me. laughs>
1: we, we have in multiple different forms. We definitely have But I think it's hard. I think the bottom line is it's hard not to make money right now. Um, You just got to be smart. If you want to like min max it, you got to be smart about rotations and not let the euphoria get the best of you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Trying to figure out the proper rotations to make is the challenge. And then honestly, the other I would say is not like completely freaking out when something retraces Um, people were doing that. We can talk about avalanche a little bit. That's where I've been while you're gone. I did an episode called Aping Avalanche that marked the local top. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I had already drawn this yellow line here as like this looks like a turbo buy, and it didn't even get to it, right? Like it bounced off the 20-day moving average, and it looks strong. Like it still looks really strong. Um, It looks like it's about to to do price expiration and go to 100 or something. Um, For some reason, I can't find the relative pair at the moment. I can try to do it over here. Um,
1: AVAX versus ETH. Yep. Like, if we're having the rotation discussion, none of these look terrible, but they're up such a significant amount. Again, the probability, the question is, do you think this can have a 3X before Ripple can have a 3X? Yes. Stellar can have a 3X? Yes. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there.
0: LTC can have a 3X? Mm, maybe not LTC, but Ripple, yes. Like, Ripple, a 3X from Ripple puts it, like, Brad, garlic bread the richest person in the world again or something. <laughs> I don't know, man. All these crypto people are billionaires now. It's like billionaires, not even special if you're like the owner of a protocol, right? Or like the founder of a protocol.
1: Like, have you seen the ripple chart lately? <laughs> it looks crazy good. It does it looks look crazy, crazy good. good. <laughs> What's that dollar amount? What's that? On uh, the red area?
0: No, like where it's at right now. Okay, $1. Uh, 30. $1.30. One thirty.
1: One thirty.
0: Yeah, so Ripple could go back to $3, which was the 2017 high. It'd be more than a double. Price expiration and Ripple's market cap is obscene.
1: <laughs> so, so one of the questions on the Twitter thread that I asked that I was getting was like, how to rotate, when to rotate, what are your opinions on that? And one thing you could always do is keep your initial uh, notional value. Let's say you entered Solana, whatever, I don't know. Keep some amount partial a small percentage, whatever you want to do and then rotate the profits elsewhere, right? That's always an option for people. People just assume you have to sell everything and rotate it. Like, you don't have to do that.
0: you can always do partials but it's mentally sometimes a little more difficult to do that. Uh, All right, so a double in XRP would take it to about 120 billion which would put it at number three overall again. Um, Flipping Ethereum would require like a 9x or so. (laughs) So, ten dollar xrp anybody
1: (laughs) i don't know about ten dollar (laughs) xrp but it just feels to me like if we're on like the absolute bottom tier of intelligence timeline then no matter what happens with the sec this thing's gonna moon um in some fashion i think right like why not right i don't want it to happen i think ripple's actually worthless and garbage but yeah, um, I
0: think I would it, personally just look for other coins that could do similar, but th- there is a chance that XRP manages to outperform. But I, it's not the one I want to play. Uh, yeah, Supachimp Soul better than XRP in my mind. Absolutely, not even close. Like,
1: yeah, all these chains are better than XRP yeah, and ADA. Just XR- R- nonsense. XRP
0: right? is like the lowest of the low. Like I make fun of Cardano a good bit. I'd, I'd rather own Cardano than XRP. Like XRP I find completely useless. It's worth zero. Uh they should also lose their security lawsuit in my mind. Like XRP is the trash trashiest trash of all trash. And uh the other like the only step above I give it would be like Bitcoin and S V, right? Like Craig Wright, Satoshi fraud. It's the only thing I would give like put above it. Or below it. Um but it could like people used to love XRP. I just I don't I'm not going to guess on what's going to happen with it. That said, I'll still play something else. Like I'll there's always if if XRP is bullish, there's other stuff that's bullish too and I'll play other stuff. That's my personal view.
1: Well, let me just give you one scenario of a decision tree. Let's say they win and they get relisted everywhere, right? Is that bullish for Ripple? Uh, yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> I don't want to see it happen either, but <clears throat> Anyway, just fun to have a little thought experiment like that, I guess. You can't even buy it right now as a U.S. citizen, so it doesn't even matter. But Do you think um, Doge is going to a dollar? Doge to a dollar? I said last week on a video I did Doge I actually started to look decent with that W, Adam and Eve on the BTC pair. But I would be watching this on the 12-hour cloud because the the cloud is thin. This thing has gone sideways for a long time. This is potentially a multi-week inverted and shoulders situation. potential. Yeah, so it's possible. We've seen stupider stuff happen, right? Like, I don't know. Gumi and AMC look really good to me too on technicals. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No, but those look good to me.
0: Yeah, I think it's just kind of one of those things where we're just, we've just moved beyond logic. <laughs> you know, like, um, I don't know if I'd say GME looks good, but it doesn't look like it's about to die. It looks like a lot of people are still probably short and like it just has having a hard time going down,
1: you know? I guess. I'm just using it as like proxy for shenanigans, I guess.
0: Yeah. I think the shenanigans have moved largely to crypto though like if you look at like robin hood volume um like doge is a massive part of robin hood's overall success yeah um all right i want to talk about a couple places where i think people are sleeping again one of them is probably DeFi stuff um, will it outperform ethereum i don't know it has recaptured important levels to me uh, like, I look at Sushi on the 200-day moving average. I think Sushi's going to all-time highs in, in price exploration. The Uniswap news is probably bullish for Sushi. Uh, and this is just kind of a proxy for some other DeFi stuff to me. Um, poor old Compound, just...
1: Dude, Comp, I'm still holding on. that. I'd, still.
0: I, I capitulated it to when I aped avax stuff stuff. Like,
1: Edward Scissorhands over here cutting every position. Yeah, man. But it doesn't go his way.
0: I have no faith in
1: anything. Like, <laughs> I just... I will I will rotate ruthlessly.
0: Um, I kept it. I mean, you so, probably made
1: like thousand x on NFTs with that money anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> but um,
0: Ave also kind of reconsolidating in its prior distribution range. I always consider that bullish personally, even though like the daily Ave USD chart just looks like a random walk since February. Um, I think all of these are setting up for essentially a massive blast off after. ETH makes its move, right? So, like, my timetable would be if ETH goes to all-time highs, I think ETH goes to 6K. If ETH goes to 6K, then I think DeFi blows up. That's the rotation for me. Like, end of year, best-case scenario is you go heavy into, like, DeFi blue chips and pull 2 or 3X or something at the end of the year, and then you just walk away and
1: retire. I mean, DeFi broke the range high today it said what you need news. Yeah. You know, this thing looks insanely bullish to me. Insanely bullish. Just it's back up here. Like nothing ever happened, you know?
0: Yeah. But it, uh, on the relative trade, like I just, they still have a ways to go to prove themselves. Like I think they could bottom. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're like gonna pump like DeFi perp versus USD. As an example. Versus ETH
1: versus ETH, you mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. So D five versus ETH is just,
1: yeah. Uh-huh. It doesn't look it's it like, doesn't look bad enough to buy. It doesn't look inspiring. You know, maybe inverted head and shoulders eventually, but yeah, yeah you can I, you
0: can buy it over three point six or three point seven and play fifty yeah. percent or one hundred percent or like two hundred percent. Who knows? Like the range. This this is this is the trade that you could take on this right. New highs, and let's say it goes crazy, it goes to range highs. That's a 100% relative move, and then you sell it on new lows. So 100% up or 20% down if it, if it reaches this level. That's the trade setup that you could make, and I think that's a very logical trade to make. So play it from the breakout, play it to the range highs or wherever you feel like playing it. You've increased your Ethereum by 100%, or so after Ethereum's broken 6K. So it's as if you've now traded to Ethereum 12K. And that's quite nice. It's
1: probably the smartest thing you've said all podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <sighs> all right. Let's leave our analysis yeah. there
1: then. What else do you have? I don't know. After that, how, how could you follow that? You know? Sure. I agree. I agree with that 10,000%. Yeah, it's also the four six one eight from from this, but six point three is. Yeah, it looks good. If it can get past three seven, if it's then that one hundred percent. Cool.
0: Well, that's our roadmap for the rest of the year. Let's see how it plays out. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We will talk to you next week. Go to ledgerstatus dot com slash matcha. Make your first swap there today. If you're going to trade ETH and DeFi and all that stuff, this is the best place to do it. Do it at ledgerstatus dot com slash matcha. Bye 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 bye. Show. Easy river has just run dry in a house of cards. I feel the breeze wound so tight, I can barely. Breathe.